0: Hello all you gore fiends and horror hounds, this is Brett from Dimension Z, joined as I am every day this month by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man? Doing good, how you doing? Not bad. Well, I mean... Fucking Halloween ends, dude. We had to stop from talking about it right before recording because we're like, we're going to talk about it and it's not recording. The very first time I finished it, Thursday night, when it went on Peacock early, it went on there like 8 p.m. or something. I watched it all the way through. I was flabbergasted. I just sat there like motionless for a good 20 minutes, like not knowing what I just witnessed.
1: Dude, I did the same thing. It ended, and I just kind of stared at the screen. I'm like, "That that's it?
0: But where's the big jump scare at the end? Like, at this, I know we're going to jump all around. Also, spoilers from the very beginning, from here on out at the very end when Lori's sitting on the porch and it's like the pretty music. And she's like, tell me about the cherry blossoms. And, um, I forget bracket, uh, comes moseying up to her. No, no
1: Hawkins. Bracket was the old one. Yes.
0: Yeah. Hawkins comes moseying up to her and there's the piano music. I thought it was going to be a Friday the 13th, Jason jumping out of the water scene. Like somehow something was going to happen and it never did.
1: That wasn't even it for me. Mine was like, look, the last 20 minutes of this movie i quite enjoy yes. you know, i'm even okay with killing michael you know what i mean uh, they oh. told me this was halloween end so right. i'm like i expected honestly both of them to die like i i knew this is the end of this trilogy like the the requel trilogy so i'm like yeah well one or both of them's going to die i'm fully prepared for that and you know what? i know it's ending here so that's fine i am set for multiverses now, so I can take it if they do it again, Well, that's its own thing. That won't bother me. What got me was, I only enjoyed the last 20 minutes of this movie, because that's the only bit of this movie that felt like the previous two movies, and I'm so fucking sick of these pretentious people (laughs) online this past week that were like, Hey, Halloween fans don't want anything different. That's not true. (laughs) Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills are two very different movies I have been on record you can check last year I liked both of them however I would expect my sequel to a movie to have to deal with the events of the previous movie in some way or another
0: they address it a tiny bit of just evil is in Haddonfield it seems like it's not just Michael it's just like a cloud of darkness like just surrounds the town because bad stuff happens all of the time it was even in the uh, original one where they're talking about there was the uh father over in russellville who like killed the kids and the wife and whatnot yeah like even back then know. they were setting up that kind of thing
1: and i get that but that's not what this movie is about that is a thing that exists in this movie but not the plot of this movie for example Uh, Star Wars. Everyone knows. It's a good one to use as an example. Let's say Star Wars A New Hope comes out, okay? Exactly as is. Okay. And then the next movie is about the Jawas. And that's (laughs) it. But they called it the Star Wars sequel. That's what this was. This was, yes, they were in the first movie. There's themes that's still in that world. But that's it. And then the last 20 minutes, Darth Vader shows up or something. That's what Halloween was.
0: Yeah, at the very end, you see Luke and Han and all of them, and they come in, and it's everything you wanted jam-packed into the last 20 minutes.
1: And look, I am being dramatic. I, I'm exaggerating. There was there was stuff in here that I liked. It just... You shouldn't have to win me back that hard. You shouldn't be at a point where you have to win your audience back. You should still have them.
0: It was so bad where the first night, it's released Thursday night, I watch it all the way through, I'm stunned. I'm staring off into space. I go down and talk to my wife like something bad has happened. <laughs> I come back up. I immediately watched it again. But at first the first time I had it on my big projector. So you're kind of getting the and you have a projector, so you know. It's not the crispest picture and whatnot, but it's cool because it's big. I yeah. like I unplugged that and I got my 32 inch flat screen out. So I could like sit like right on top of it and just look at everything because I was like okay now I know what I'm getting into I did like it the second time around uh third time I kind of hated it again and I just watched it again right before we recorded right now and I don't love it I don't hate it I mean I would put it roughly right now and I'm not going to get my whole Halloween ranking I would put it maybe around H2O
1: I disliked mean, it I I didn't like it Not That at doesn't all. mean I no, I liked parts of it for sure. It wasn't like a waste of time, but no, I did not like it. I liked parts in it, but that doesn't mean I liked it. You know what I mean?
0: How many watches have you had now?
1: I did two, I could say two and a half cuz I also okay. had it on the background kind of.
0: Right. At well, one that... other point That is a thing of the first like 40 minutes before Michael shows up, you can just have it on in the background because it's not a bad story. It's just not what you're expecting from your Michael Myers Halloween story.
1: Yeah, if you're going to and look, a lot of people made the comparisons to Halloween three and how that was a different thing and people are reacting the same here's the difference halloween 3 didn't hide the fact that it wasn't <laughs> about michael and then put him in the last 20 minutes all of the marketing all of the build-up has been like yeah this is it the final showdown michael versus lori live on pay-per-view pretty much <laughs> yes. no no that, that's not what we got so it's it wasn't like i didn't look at the synopsis and be like oh It seems this Halloween movie is about haunted masks, not Michael. That would be my fault. I did look at the, like (laughs) what it was billed as. I mean, oh, I'm excited. And then they lied. That is the difference.
0: I tried to stay so spoiler free. I watched the very first trailer like once or twice and that was it. I didn't watch any of the other trailers. Anytime I would see anything about it, I would click away. I was like, I want to go into it fresh. I heard, like, a tiny little murmurs, like, where, like, I caught glimpses online of, like, there's another killer in it, maybe. And I was like, okay, not not paying attention, but if that's in the back of my mind, of course. Like, you can't get rid of that.
1: I didn't know about this other killer. So, like, I wouldn't skip ads and stuff, like you said, but I didn't, like, look into stuff either. So, that took me by surprise, but, again, wasn't any of the trailers or anything.
0: Also, just to really, and I, we're going to do the entire movie. This is probably going to be a little longer of an episode, just like uh, Halloween Kills was. But at the very end, Lori <laughs> kills Michael in a way. And yeah. then they parade him through town and they throw him in the meat grinder that's at the dump. Junkyard. Yeah. Junkyard. Holy shit.
1: Yeah, you want to talk about looking to the audience and me like, he's not coming back. This well, is the end. That's it. And not only do they throw him in, they show the gear spin around with like the like gore of him still attached.
0: You see his head explode? Because so many of these movies always end of, oh, the killer opens his eyes, or he shoots up, or he's whatever. They always come back. And that's... A- thing that people were like, I think that the writers looked online for a lot of this stuff, because I see people complain about that all the time. Oh, they never actually kill Michael Myers. Like, kill, kill him. He'll be back again. And I know he'll be back again, but this is the end oh, of yeah. the storyline. Of They're like, no, we're going to put a period on it. I'm just, because um the original producer, Mustafa Akkad, had a rule where you could never kill kill Michael Myers. That's why they changed the end of H2O uh at the beginning of Resurrection. Of oh it wasn't Michael beheaded it was a paramedic. I just think that he's like rolling in his grave like what have you done my son? Uh
1: they'll be don't worry. The next one will be Michael accidentally actually grabbed Corey and put him in the costume and made yeah. him look really old and he's fine, you know, and just like the him. H2O ending. Yeah. yeah. But, alright, I think that's all that I had to say at the beginning of this movie. I have I could go on for an hour without actually even getting into the plot yeah. of this thing. Yeah, I'd say we just get into this thing.
0: Yeah, let's go. Directed by David Gordon Green. He got an Edward Trifecta, because he was one of the 50 producers, and he was also one of the writers. Uh, hey, uh, it other... still counts. Anyone who gets an
1: Edward tri- Trifecta, give it to him. Credit oh, yeah. words, too.
0: It is very, and I like that he stuck through the series. Yes, um, Jamie Lee Curtis, John Carpenter was also producers. Um, Jason Bloom. There is an Akkad. Where is he at? Malek Akkad, uh, Mustafa Akkad's son is oh, okay. So you you have to if there's not the Akkad thing at the beginning of a Halloween movie, it's almost like there's not a Carpenter thing. It seems they, he's been around for so long that family.
1: I won't li- I did remember after watching it, seeing a thing that John Carpenter said months and months ago mm-hmm. was that I've seen Halloween ends and they make some choices and I'm not sure all the <laughs> fans are going to like that. Sir, you are mincing words there. You could have just said, yeah, they're not going to like it.
0: Well, didn't he also say that he liked it, which all made people nervous because was like, oh, John Carpenter doesn't like <laughs> Halloween series and he likes this one.
1: Yeah, that does make me a little nervous. I love John Carpenter, and of right. course, the the godfather of it all. But I'm like, oh no. And John <laughs> Carpenter's like, oh that's good. I'm like, Michael's not even in it.
0: He wanted to burn that he wanted to burn the series in the eighties. <laughs> yes.
1: So we get this radio playing over all of our opening logos and everything like that. And then we see Halloween night twenty nineteen. And we're introduced to Corey Cunningham, Brett.
0: Yes, he's uh, riding through. It's one exactly one year after uh, Halloween uh, twenty eighteen and Halloween kills that were in the same night. So one year later, after a giant mob almost killed a man in the street, they're right back to trick or treating. They don't treat it like how Halloween six. It's like Halloween's banned, and like the kids are trying to get it back. No, it's just like no, everyone's fine. It's just every once in a while there's a lynch mob in Haddonfield.
1: Dude, I love Halloween the holiday obviously we're doing look how much work i for fun gave us this month yeah. i i love halloween my yard's all decked out honestly if a decent percentage of your town was murdered and like all this madness happened even me i might be you know what let's give it a year Let's let's yeah. take this year off, you know, bullshit that everyone's just like and the, the mom of this kid who Corey's babysitting for is like he's been a little nervous since the Michael Myers thing. I feel like it should be like Voldemort and Harry Potter where people don't yeah. speak his name like the whole town should be traumatized
0: because it's not like they got him at the end of kills. He got away. At the very beginning of this, on the radio, the uh, shock jock radio announcer, which I always have a uh, soft spot for, of uh, is like, "Oh, Michael Myers got away! How could that happen? Where could he be?" Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's okay, but that's all. I just wanted to bring up. It doesn't seem right, <laughs> like yeah, that. This is just weird. okay now. Like it wasn't even like the first Halloween where there was a few murders. He decimated basically a block party at the end.
0: Yeah, and the entire town got together. And remember, you killed an innocent man. The town all together killed a guy.
1: <laughs> yes, let's not forget that. But, Trick or um, treat! <laughs> so the parents leave, and Corey and this kid are watching The Thing on TV, which was a fun little touch.
0: Oh yeah, well, because the mom's like, he's been having like nightmares, he's been wetting the bed, he's afraid of Michael Myers. Like, don't let him have any more candy, like... No TV, like put him to bed at 830. Um, she does say oh, you can have uh, anything in the fridge that you want. And then it's like, oh, yeah, there's some good zucchini bread over there. And there's a knife by the zucchini bread. But um, it's smash cut to because he's like, oh, we're going to have fun tonight. It's Halloween to they're watching the thing. And it's the scene where he gets his arms bitten off by the giant stomach mouth.
1: <laughs> the best scene in the movie. Yes.
0: Which is really kind of, because in the first Halloween they're watching the thing, now they're watching John Carpenter's The Thing in this, but not exactly sure how that works, but okay. Well, in the Halloween
1: universe, John Carpenter exists, but he just never made Halloween.
0: So, okay, so he's, so John Carpenter could be killed by Michael in this universe.
1: Allegedly, yes, because Nick Castle was in this universe.
0: Yeah, well, it's it's just Nick Castle in Haddonfield. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes, we see him. Yeah. But this kid's a pe- uh, just a shit kid. Like, he's annoying. Like You suck as a babysitter, all this kind of stuff. A far cry from the glorious Julian we had in the cool. first two, who was just the best kid.
0: Love Julian. And they brought him back at the very end for like a split second. But they don't even have him say anything. For some reason, the little kid is marching in the Michael Myers parade by himself.
1: I actually kind of appreciated somber Julian who's gone through all this and everything older now, like seeing this thing put to bed. But we'll get there. He
0: lost his sense of humor.
1: Exactly. But the kid's gone at one point after Corey goes to the fridge, uh, and comes back, and the knife is also gone from the zucchini
0: bread. This is, I want to mention, this is why I brought up the mom saying, you can have anything in the fridge you want because there's like two Heinekens and there's chocolate milk. And he almost grabs a beer, but he's a good guy. He's. I shouldn't drink and babysit at the same time. So he puts that back and he grabs milk,
1: which milk comes
0: back later as well. And I don't know if that's a subtle nod to how a lot of serial killers are reported to smell like stale milk.
1: I don't think so, but possibly.
0: Like son of Sam uh, Berkowitz, like they said, his entire apartment smelled like milk because he would just drink milk cartons and lay them on the ground. Like, that. I hate milk. Ed Gein had a milk thing, too, I believe. Like, I'm wondering if it's that, or is that just me looking too far into it?
1: I have no idea. I bet it'll come out. We'll find out at some point.
0: Brett was right!
1: But the kid's gone, so Corey's looking. He hears a scream from upstairs. So he starts going up, and he finds the knife on the way up the steps, picks it up, and he goes in the attic. One, this door is stupid, because it opens up into the walkway, not into the attic. I think yeah. just for the plot of this movie because he goes in the attic and the kid slams the door on him. It's a trick. and locked him in. They're like, Michael Myers is going to get you. He's
0: like, how oh, are you scared? <laughs> and it's like, okay, buddy, this is funny because he's like, oh, let's play hide and seek now. And he's like taunting him. And if I was Corey, I would have just been like, okay, well, your parents are going to be home any minute now and they're going to see that you lock me in the attic and you're going to be in major trouble.
1: Let's be real, this isn't a good look for Corey either, though, being outsmarted by a child.
0: It would just be, I went to go get a snack, and he ran upstairs and locked me in here. I'm never babysitting for you again.
1: But the parents pull in, and Corey is getting, like, flustered, so it's kicking down the door. The kid's right outside. Kicks the door open, and like I said, this is why the door's on backwards because it flies out and hits the kid. And this house is huge; it's a mansion. Yeah, like there's all these stairs just going straight up. It looks like the house in all those Chucky sequels, like the Code of Chucky, all that kind of stuff. And it hits the kid, and right as the parents walk in, they're like, "Hello," and you just hear ah, and there's a delay, and then splat, the kid falls to the ground and dies.
0: Well, and it definitely sets Corey up really bad, because the parents come home, and all they hear is this banging, and they hear Corey yell, I'm gonna fucking kill you, Julian, or whatever his name was. No, um,
1: it's not Julian, Jeremy.
0: Jeremy. Uh, I'm gonna fucking kill you, Jeremy, and the mom's like, what was that? And then it's just like, whoops, splat!" <laughs> and yeah. then Corey's standing at the banister with the knife still.
1: Yeah, not a good look, dude. No. And then opening credits.
0: Yeah, in the Halloween 3 font and same color.
1: Yes, it is. And so look, the very first oh, well not the first. Halloween twenty eighteen. It was a mushed up pumpkin like reforming, like in reverse, like rotting pumpkin coming back to life. Obviously the resurrection of the franchise. As my favorite kills.
0: probably out of all of them is that one of the pumpkin re like unrotting.
1: Oh, for sure. Halloween kills, they were on fire because the end of Halloween Michael's on fire, no one knew what happened. Right. This one is pumpkins bursting out of other pumpkins?
0: Uh, th- I've thought on this for several days now, and I'm guessing it's because there's not just like one evil that would be Michael represented with one pumpkin. It's like all of these other, because each pumpkin has a new face on it. It's not like the same face over and over again.
1: Until, you Until get to the very right. last one doesn't and even have life.
0: a face. Which I'm guessing yes. is Corey.
1: I, you know what, one of the last lines of the movie is, evil doesn't die, it changes shape, so you're probably right. Yeah. Okay, well done. But that's all. And then we cut to Lori narrating and flashbacks from the original and all the previous sequels, and she's writing a book now. She's more well-adjusted in this movie. She has a house that she says isn't a trap, it's a regular house in Haddonfield. Allison lives with her, life seems to be good
0: well lori's even decorating for halloween um she's cut her hair uh she it's saying that she wants a house that's not a trap that it's made for love kind of thing and like you said like uh she's upstairs like writing this book and i like where it's like and then uh something about him and there's like it there's like no evil (laughs) like she's like working on her book um (laughs) And then she's burning the pumpkin pie, which she's trying to, I guess, start a new Halloween tradition in the last four years of, let's not think about your entire family dying on this day. Look, pie!
1: Exactly. I mean, it's nice of her.
0: Oh yeah, she's trying.
1: But during the narration of her book, she's talking about how the town has descended into darkness, has fallen over, and there's just random, like, shooting victims, and like, is it Michael? No, he doesn't use guns. There's someone who was either lynched or hung himself. I don't know, but in a costume.
0: Yeah, I can't. I don't know if that's a suicide or a killing. Yeah, I'm not sure.
1: But anyway, just throwing that out there for Count of the Dead clarifications.
0: Okay, do we count them?
1: I counted them. I put them on. Okay. There. Corey, remember Corey Cunningham, is at work, and he works <laughs> at a junkyard, and he gets a motorcycle because he's always late on his bicycle. From his boss slash stepdad.
0: Which at first you're like, okay, he's kind of like a asshole boss, cause Corey's riding his bike, and then the, uh, the boss slash slash stepdad is like, you're late again. And then all these entire all the entire town does is listen to the shock jock talk about Michael Myers. Cause it's like, I think the original Michael Myers died in seventy-eight, and this new guy's the guy that poisoned the Pope. And all this weird shit, like it reminds
1: me of Eight-Legged Freaks, the weird, like, conspiracy shock jock that was in that.
0: Yeah, it's like an Alex Jones type, but he's just on the radio. Alex Jones got, like, banished to, like, the dark web.
1: <laughs> he was like, a billion dollars now, rightfully so. I saw that. But, <laughs> but he gets a motorcycle from this guy, so he's obviously looking out for him and everything. He seems to have a good relationship with his stepdad, honestly.
0: Yeah, and the stepdad's not a horrible guy. He just likes his action movies, he wants to eat spaghetti.
1: Yeah, he's a good, good, good dude.
0: Love the one little line of like, "This is mine." He's like, "Yeah, you know, it works. It's, it's kind of shitty, but it works." <laughs>
1: <laughs> Allison's on her way to work, and Deputy Mulaney is what happens when you fuck with the Mulaneys. Pulls her over.
0: <laughs> yes, Allison is a nurse.
1: Yes, or okay. works in a hospital. Let's just put that way.
0: Nurse or doctor? Yes.
1: No, she's not a doctor. No. <laughs> or something. Yes.
0: He pulls her over, and is and she's basically was already like, I'm running late, and now she's getting harassed by this guy, which I guess she dated for a little bit, it seems. It's not like they were serious, it doesn't seem. It's like, we had a few dates, like, I'm kind of over you now. And he's like, well, I just wanted to pull you over just to tell you you're the prettiest girl in town. And Allison's like, really? I love Allison's character.
1: I like Allison's character, but I feel like they dumbed her down in this movie, because there's no way I'm thinking this girl would, like, fall for, let's burn the whole town to the ground, after being on, yeah. like, three dates with this guy.
0: It's, that is kind of, it is a weird part of, like, I kind of get that the entire town hates him, because even though it was an accident, he killed this kid, and the town's looking for a new boogeyman.
1: I mean, small towns are like that, if there was an accident, you know that's pretty accurate.
0: Yeah. Um, and Allison's a survivor, but why does she, she should just then be getting praise.
1: Yeah, I don't get that. We'll get into that, especially the whole grocery store scene later, but this, these kids ask Corey later after work to buy them some beer because they are in the marching band, which is just the most funny group to be (laughs) the boys. You know, well, it's always like the football team or something like that that yes. plays the bullies. I won't lie, I was like, oh good. Some marching band representation in the terrible bully category in movies.
0: I didn't recognize because I immediately thought they were football players the first time I watched it. Watched it again. I'm like, no, it may that's why he has drumsticks. Like they're band geeks. Um before that, Corey is in the supermarket and he's looking at what he wants to buy. And what's he buy? Chocolate milk. Yes, he does. Serial killer.
1: I mean, you're not wrong. He is a serial killer. But he says no. Honestly, I was thinking because he's probably still on probation or something. I guess they got proven completely innocent. But he's like, no, I'm not going to. Well, why not? They back him up and he gets so, like, stressed. He squeezes on his bottle of milk and it breaks and, like, glass goes into his hand and milk spills on this bully kid.
0: Yeah, they start accusing him that like he was a pedophile and like, oh, who you're gonna kill next? Oh, you loved killing that kid, didn't you? And he does, he squeezes the yoo bottle and it splashes on them and they're like, what the fuck? And they like throw him against the uh, ice bin outside and like basically start like beat about to beat the shit out of him. But luckily Lori shows up. It's like, hey assholes, what the fuck are you doing?
1: Yeah, and they're like, oh, look, it's the freak show, the psycho and a freak show, and they take off, and Lori takes <laughs> pity or a liking on, to this kid. I'm not sure which it is, yeah. but she gets a knife out of her pocket. She goes, do you want her to do it, or do you want me to? And then looks at their car, and Corey takes it and slashes the tire.
0: Yeah, he uh, stabs the tire and whatnot. The first time I watched it, I was like, what does she mean? Is Lori now psycho? <laughs> 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 is, Lori is Lori now the- Michael?
1: <laughs> <laughs> she puts on a mask and a jumpsuit and jacks these kids down.
0: It's a Michael mask, but it has makeup on, so it's a girl mask.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lori brings Corey to the hospital that Allison works at, and to fix him up with his hand was badly cut. And we're introduced to the asshole doctor here, Dr. Mathis.
0: Um, yeah, he. I hate him. The other nurse girl doctor person in the hospital nurse is it yes. horrible like you can tell like if she's willing to sleep with the old man doctor for a promotion good for you you know but um yeah he's horrible allison sees Corey, and it's like love at first sight of she starts like batting her eyes and she starts being all like "Ooh," and you see hearts
1: yeah that she's into him right away well i mean he doesn't have his weird psycho killer signs yet, so whatever.
0: Yeah, he does smell like milk.
1: Probably, yes. <laughs> but, uh, fixes him up and everything. She does invite him to the Halloween party that she was not going to go to by herself, but invites him, and that's pretty much it. Next is the grocery store scene I was mentioning earlier.
0: Yes, where, um, fuck, who is it? Hawkins, right? Yeah, Hawkins. Hawkins is, uh getting meat from the butcher. And I love the butcher where he's like, here's your ground chip, and I'll be right back with your lean. And he goes, it's like this little redneck man, and he goes back in the back, and he's like, here's your lean. <laughs> because he's buying all this meat and stuff. I just love his, like, character choice to have this weird voice.
1: I like it, too. It just feels small town.
0: But Lori
1: sees <laughs> Good.
0: I love the old person love thing going on between... Hawkins and Lori of they're like these two old people, but they're acting like they're in high school again. Of like, Oh, I really like your hair. It's like, Oh yeah. Just one, well, you know, I chopped it off and then someone fixed it. And he's like, Oh, whoa, it looks good now. It's like, have you ever tried a vegetable? It's like, I like meat. Prime meat, <laughs> I,
1: I do like them together. I feel like Lori deserves it. So yeah, I do want to mention here. We're probably about the 20 minute mark of the movie. Sure. No Michael yet. Okay. Yep. 20 minutes. I can still take that. It's a right. third movie. All right. Whatever. I, I'd like have to have seen one. him. Yeah. I'd like to have seen him, but I can take this. All right.
0: This movie, there's a few different movies that this reminded me of, and uh, they're all, all not great. Um, Friday the 13th, part five, of course, with the imposter Michael kind of thing.
1: Hey, Brett. What? What's my least favorite Friday the 13th? Part five. Exactly. That's all.
0: Um, It also kind of reminds me of Halloween five. Which I hate.
1: Five's not great. It's not the worst either.
0: With some of the weird town stuff and like the atmosphere and like the, not the bumbling cops, but the cop is pretty stupid. (laughs) And a a little bit of six as well, but mostly because of the DJ, I think.
1: Yes, that makes sense there. Um, but the Friday Five is spot on, 100%. Yeah. This is the Friday Five of this franchise.
0: <laughs> what was it? But, Halloween ends, the Corey Cunningham story, and Michael shows up at some point.
1: <laughs> yeah, He basically gets a cameo, but... Um, At the Halloween party. Oh, no, the grocery store. That's right. After her and Hawkins are talking, she goes outside. Dude, what is wrong with this franchise? They've done this to me twice. In 2018, I I counted Hawkins as dead. And then he shows up, he's alive, and kills. Okay, whatever. Then in kills, I counted this lady as dead. And now she's here. Stop doing this, David Gordon Green. You're messing my my. count up.
0: Well, it's so sad because, you know, Lori has gone through so much shit. And she's happy for half a second walking out of the grocery store. And it's Sandra, right? I think it's the. Lady. I don't remember
1: her name. She I was the funeral caretaker in 18, and yeah. she was a guy whose husband became like the knife rack in kills. Yeah.
0: And she got the light bulb shoved through her throat. Um, yes. Her sister is like, What are you smiling about? What'd you buy at the store? The, that one I don't get. Like, why do you care what she bought at the store? Like, oh, you bought Happy Cakes? Those aren't for you. And then Lori's like, excuse me? Like, I'm sorry? And the lady's like, excuse me? And she has, like, this huge attitude out of nowhere. Then you see the lady from 2018 and Kills sitting there in the wheelchair. And her, like, throat is all scarred up and whatnot. And the sister starts yelling at Lori about, like, why did you have to provoke that man? Look what he did to my sister. She, uh, her husband got killed right in front of her. Like, how dare you smile? This is your fault. For some reason,
1: I think a lot of this has to do with the shock jock guy. Willie the Kid is spreading all these lies, like how she caused Michael to attack the town and everything. So honestly, these people are hearing this all the time. They might believe it.
0: I was about to be like, I don't think these old women are listening to the shock jock. But then I remembered the one time I met an 80-year-old woman at my one job, and my Baba Booey ringtone went off, and she's like, is that Howard Stern? And we had like a half hour conversation about Howard Stern.
1: <laughs> See, so like, honestly, and it seems to be everywhere in this town, there's big billboards yeah. and everything.
0: They have one radio station. <laughs> yes. I did look real quick, it is not the same call letters as the radio station from from Six, it's different. Oh, uh, okay. That would have been a nice little touch of people like me, that love Six, and I would have been like, it's the same radio station.
1: <laughs> I, I do not enjoy Six. But the Halloween party at the bar where uh, Allison and Corey have gone together, her friend Deb is there, and Corey's the most awkward person. She's like, who's this? And he just goes, I'm a scarecrow! I'm a scarecrow! Like twice.
0: I hate his mask. You could have picked anything better than this stupid mask.
1: It was literally just picked to be a creepy mask later.
0: Yeah, but even later when we see what happens with the mask... And he looks up and it's like, oh, it's like, just almost makes me laugh. I'm like, no, like little kid Michael in the clown suit killing is creepy because it's a little kid. Or like uh, Daniel Harris, you know, not grown scarecrow man in a dirty Kurt Cobain looking sweater.
1: But this is where we get our Nick Castle cameo in this movie. And this one's impossible to miss if you know what Nick Castle looks like.
0: Well he bumps into him and he's like, Scarecrow, do look at this and he opens up his trench coat and he's a uh fuck, what's it called? Um
1: Like a disembodied
0: flasher. Yeah, he's a flasher. <laughs> yeah. It is fun. and I'm glad that Nick Castle finally got to show his face in one of these movies.
1: Yeah, he is even credited, I caught in the credits, as the flasher, Nick Castle.
0: Yeah. And then we hear how many uh notes into the baseline did it take you to know that was Dead Kennedys Halloween.
1: Oh, she <laughs> like, one or two. <laughs> I like, got excited, I texted you, like, oh, Dead Kennedys are in this movie.
0: heard, der, and I was like, oh, it's jell Biafra." <laughs>
1: dude, the, the worst, I thought this was supposed to be, like, cringy dancing. Maybe it's just because I don't dance, but I, it, the dance was very odd to me.
0: Well, it reminded me, well, uh, Razor Rob said in the group chat of, he started dancing like Iggy Pop.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Rob, I saw him the night <laughs> I saw this. He goes, Did you watch Ends yet? I said, I don't want to talk about it. And that was I <laughs> was really angry after the first one.
0: Yeah, because him and Brandon I thought I think actually saw it in theaters because I talked to Brandon, and I was like, How many people were there opening night? He's like, About fifteen.
1: Yeah, I I it did well, but yeah, yeah, I don't think it had a huge opening night, but opening weekend it did well.
0: Uh, it's i think it was like 60 million opening weekend or something and that's pretty good especially with it being on peacock cuz you get people like me that don't want to go to the theater it's like oh i could just sit at home and eat popcorn that's like a dollar versus 9 dollars sure
1: like i said i want all horror to do well in theaters even if yeah. it's a kind i don't particularly care for cuz it's good for the business we get more movies
0: in little side note, I did eat a shit ton of popcorn when I was watching it, because Mom made this uh, homemade caramel corn. It's so good. <laughs> no, that does sound good.
1: Corey is also runs into the mom of Jeremy from the beginning oh. of the movie, and she starts yelling at am like, How dare you? Are you having fun out with your friends? You're, <laughs> you're a monster. They might say you're innocent, but I know it's wrong. And rightfully upsets Corey, and he runs out and storms oh. out from Alice. And is like, Quit trying! I'm not your project! Yada, yada, all this kind of stuff.
0: We've we kind of forgot too about uh, Kyle Richards, Lindsay Wallace's character throughout this, because there's the little scene before where um, when Corey smashed the bottle in his hand, and then Lori took him to the hospital and introduced him to Alice. And then it was later in the house, Lindsay is there hanging out, and she does tarot now. She does tarot cards. Um, so she's also the new bartender.
1: Do you know why I didn't mention that Lindsay Wallace was in this movie? Why? Because I'm not sure why Lindsay Wallace is in yeah, this movie.
0: Because we still have I'm happy
1: her. to see her. Don't <laughs> take me as that. Like, good to see you. But, like, you couldn't have given her somewhat of a better part?
0: Yeah, she just plays tarot with tarot cards and, like, is a bartender. And is, like, Laurie and Allison's friend. But it's all worth it because right here we get the Kyle Richards meme where it's her um, like holding the girl back who's yelling and then usually there's a cat on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> we get that meme played out in this movie for a split second with that little kid's mom and Lindsay because it's framed up exactly the same. Lindsay's in the back with a shocked look on her face. The woman's pointing and yelling. I was like, it's the meme! <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, he storms off and he's walking on this bridge. Where, did you see they still have, and I'm pretty sure it's, like, people unconfirmed killed from the 2018 night, like, missing no. persons billboards and stuff.
0: No, I, also, um, that's interesting. There's another interesting thing at the very beginning when their are Lori's going through the story, and they tore down the Michael Myers house, and that's when they go into, like, all the tragedy that's happened since. But I yeah. do think it's interesting that they threw in there that the Michael Myers house is demolished. That's why he doesn't live in the basement of it, like, in Resurrections. Yeah, it makes sense.
1: But yeah, I noticed on the billboard there's, like, some missing persons thing, So I'm thinking well, people that they couldn't confirm were dead from the original massacres and stuff like that. I like little touches like that. Yeah, and that makes the world feel real and lived in. Exactly. He's on this bridge, and the marching band bullies find him oh and God. are pissed and they get out and start, like, pushing him around and everything. He pushes back, yells at the one, and the leader, let's call him, just pushes him over the bridge!
0: Yeah, they're, like, pushing him back and forth kind of thing. This is also where Corey loses his glasses, thank God. Because he looked way too much like Jeffrey Dahmer with those goddamn glasses on. But I guess for the rest of the movie, then, because they smash his glasses right here, he just can't see very well.
1: And he's riding around on a motorcycle.
0: Yeah, fine.
1: <laughs> but anyway, he's pushed over the bridge, and the band people are like, He fell! That's my story! And they get in and leave. He lands down there by this like homeless guy's area he's staying at, and by the storm pipe drain. And you just see him being drug into the pipe, and I'm like, okay, it's about goddamn time. Because you it's- know right away what it is.
0: Well, Pennywise shows up in this Halloween movie for some reason. I didn't see that happen. And he's like, I'm Pennywise, the dancing clown. He does his dance. He gives him a balloon.
1: No, n- negative. But <laughs> look, at this point, I was like, okay, old friend, it's good to see you. It's about time.
0: Yeah, well, this is where, you know, uh, Corey wakes up in the sewer. This weird sewer house thing. Don't know what this is supposed to be. Okay, whatever. Riverman! Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, that's why it also reminds me of Part 5, of Michael has been living in this sewer for four years now. Just like, for some reason, Riverman took care of Michael for an entire year in Part 5. Oh, I
1: was just talking about returning to the Living Dead 3, his little, like, camp in there.
0: Oh, yeah, also that.
1: Also Riverman. That, makes,
0: that also makes sense. But Corey is like, he wakes up, and he's like, oh, disoriented, and he's looking around, he sees the tunnel... And he goes running for it. And then Michael's hiding in a hole in the wall and grabs him. And the only reason I think he lets him go and he also lets the homeless man live outside the pipe is because he sees like the crazy in his eyes, maybe. Like, oh, there's something off by him.
1: I think there's different ways you can interpret this. And this franchise, especially like what we'll call the Requel trilogy, has played with this. They will not come out and say there's anything supernatural to Michael. No. But they also let it there where if you wanted to look into it that way, you can, which is smart. You kind of have both ways then.
0: Yeah. But I'm trying to look at this as not called a thorn, Michael, where there's all the supernatural stuff. This is Michael's a real man. He's just so insane that he has this like weird strength to him.
1: I was just thinking he's extremely weak. And look, I have two schools of thought on this. Let's let's talk about weak Michael for a second, okay? Okay. So Michael is wheezing. He's hobbling. He is not very strong in this movie. And look, age thing aside, I know he's an old man. And it has also been four years since he was an old man last time we saw him. But, like, I want my monster man, Michael. I don't want old man who should be downplaying, like, bingo, like... <laughs> In his golden years, Michael Myers. Like, I want this monster guy, like, to be able to be an unstoppable force-killing machine. And so, but I get it the age, it makes sense.
0: Not only at the age, it's look at all he went through that one Halloween night of how many times did he get stabbed and cut and burnt. And no wonder he's whole hobbled, hobbling around and, like, his one whole side of his body doesn't really work that well, it seems.
1: Yeah, and that was what I was about to get to next. And even age aside, I get that. Like, he was shot a bunch of times, beaten yeah. down with bats. He was on fire that same night earlier. Like, yeah, I get it. But I still don't like it.
0: I don't mind it. I actually enjoy that they did that finally. Because we've seen so many movies of Unstoppable Michael Myers for no reason. And all these other killers. We never get the, like aftermath and what it actually might be like of yeah there's probably some nervous system damage to him and like his one side doesn't work that well because that side got really fucked up he's also like covered in mold (laughs) yeah (laughs) so does he take the mask off to eat oh that's another thing mike that's one thing they kept in the series that i'm so glad they did is michael lives off of rats
1: Yeah, but I like that he still just wears the mask when no one else is around.
0: Oh, yeah, he just... Well, that's his uh, safe spot. It's like his Linus blanket.
1: But, okay, we did say he let Corey go. Corey goes crawling out, and the weird homeless guy, like, attacks him. He's like, why did he let you out of there? He takes people and they never come out. Why do you live? I want you to go back in there and get me that mask. I'm Michael Myers. I'm
0: Michael Myers.
1: (laughs) And he goes... He takes a knife out and he's gonna kill Corey... Corey wrangles it and stabs him a bunch of times and kills this man. Granted, self-defense here. I'm still not thinking Corey's psycho. Like, I'm like, you know what? I get it.
0: But this is definitely a turn of people just keep dying around Corey. First one, 100% accident. This one, you could have run away from the man, but you decided to stab him. There's also a little tiny thing about how this scene is set up I love so much of Michael's living in this like sewer pipe under the, and it's under the bridge. It's where this homeless man lives. If you like the one shot, you look up the road, there's a McDonald's, there's like an auto zone. The road is right there. It's so weird and fucked up to think like Michael's been right there all this time and people just go about their day and go right by him, you know.
1: Yeah, like a hidden in plain sight thing. Like You'd have no idea you are driving over Michael's like hiding spot.
0: Which I'm guessing if he never met Corey, that at some point they would go down into that sewer to do maintenance and just find a skeleton with a Michael Myers mask on it and be like, oh, well, that's where he was.
1: Yeah, that's what I think. He would just keep randomly killing, sparingly, and then eventually that would happen.
0: He just wouldn't have the energy to do it anymore. <laughs> Which I wonder if there's any part of Michael's mind of, it wasn't so bad in the institution. It was warm. They gave me things to eat that weren't rats.
1: They chained me up on a big checkerboard for a few hours a day.
0: I wasn't covered in mold. (laughs) Which, that's Uh, a thing, when I saw the Halloween Ends mask, because Trick or Treat Studios puts it out.
1: Yeah, Um, it was great.
0: It looks really awesome, but I was like, what's all with with all the fucking cobwebs on it? It was like, well, it's it's mold and cobwebs, it makes sense now that you've seen it. I was like, what's that?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Back at Lori's house, she's working on her book upstairs, looks out the window, and sees Corey standing exactly like Michael from 78, like, right next to the hedges outside.
0: Yeah, and this is where she starts getting the inkling of something's wrong, like... Lori has a sixth sense about this, and so do, like, a few other people in town.
1: She goes outside and doesn't see him, and then he appears from right behind her. Here's the thing. This shot makes no sense, Brett. Please tell me no. you've noticed
0: this. It's horrible. There's another okay. one later that I'll also bring up, but I don't enjoy when movies do that, of... We're smart enough to know there's no way that she didn't see him... Because it's not like there's anything to hide behind. Behind her, exactly.
1: Over there. There's not a tree or a wall or anything there. Well, so it's literally she walked out. He ducked and then came up yeah. behind her and surprised her.
0: Well, all, how many times has Michael done that throughout the series? Of he will just pop up beside the person. So was he just crouching there? Like,
1: I would just like to think we were beyond that now, but apparently not. No. But Allison shows up and is like, oh, I'm sorry. I got jumped yesterday. Tells Lori, it was those kids from before. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. She goes, will you please go on a walk with me for a minute? They're on the walk. And his opening line is, I killed someone. Yeah. But the thing is, in my mind, the first time I see like, oh, he's confessing to what he just did to the homeless guy. Yeah. But no, it's him about to give his backstory with the kid. And that's why Allison is unfazed by it. Because she, I'm assuming, knows the story from living in the town.
0: First time watching this, I thought the same thing of like, oh shit, he's confessing, but Allison isn't reacting like she should. There's also a point later, the first time I watched it, where they had me thinking Allison was going to be a killer.
1: Uh, You're not alone on that. I definitely thought for a minute they might be going with that.
0: I mean, to be able to pull that off and have me legitimately be like, is she going to kill blah, blah, blah? Bravo on that. Like, that's hard to do. Like, she's been our hero for two movies now.
1: Yeah, definitely. But he does take her to the house where the incident happened while he was babysitting and everything.
0: Yeah, it's almost like the new Myers house. Yeah, exactly. For him, it is. Mm-hmm. And he's t- saying what happened, like, I wanted to make paper airplanes, but he wanted to watch a monster movie. That's where it all started. And, and this is r- really weird too about how it's paced of like at one point they're like standing right by the blood and then Allison is like by the blood and Corey's all the way up at the top of the banister where it happened and I'm like okay like it kind of looks cool but why?
1: <laughs> yeah. But that's all. Uh, that's pretty much the whole story of everything there. Later they're at a diner and on- Deputy Mullaney, we were talking about earlier, interrupts their dinner together and is like hitting on her. She's like, I'm with someone, and he doesn't take the hint. Corey gets up, gets in his face, he leaves, but only to stalk him later that night, like he follows Corey while he's on his motorcycle. Corey, I think, knew this was going to happen and leads him right to the the Michael sewer.
0: I do enjoy that because Officer Mullaney is like all up in his face and all cocky, like the douchebag kind of policeman is like, Oh, I have all the power. You can't do anything. But then Corey stares him down and like Mulaney's like gets kind of scared or like kind of like intimidated and it's like backs off.
1: Yeah. Cause he doesn't know. Well, it's officially an accident, but maybe this kid is a murderer, you know, yeah. not someone you want to make angry.
0: But because Corey, at the very beginning, is just so, like, he's got the big goofy glasses, and the big dumb smile, and the stupid curly hair, and it just looks like a normal, like, guy you'll see around town, of like, oh, he's fine, to then turn him into, oh, no, he is intimidating people now, and he could do harm.
1: Yeah, exactly. But he follows him into the drain pipe, and he's searching for him, and we do get the... You don't fuck with the Mulaney's line again, right here.
0: <laughs> yes, well, he uh, opens up the um, tent because he sees like a shadow in it, and the homeless guy falls out of it, which I enjoyed that. And then, like Corey basically like giggles and scurries into the sewer, and Mulaney follows him. Which at that point, you would think of Officer Mulaney would be like, "Hey, I'm going to call in this murder, and I just saw someone run away from the murder." So. All units, under the bridge, by the McDonald's. Yeah,
1: exactly. But, no, he goes in after him, and he leads him right to Michael. And Corey and Michael both attack him, pretty much. And Michael, I think, would get his ass kicked right here, honestly, if it wasn't for Corey, but no. Yeah. And Corey basically gives him the kill, holds Mulaney back, and goes, show me how you do it. Michael grabs his knife from his hiding place in the wall and slashes his throat and then stabs him a couple times.
0: Yeah, and it's a cool scene when Michael's coming towards him with the knife because he's all hunched over on one side. He's, like, heavily wheezing and stuff. So it's like, you could tell the damage he's taken. But he still has a drive to kill.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's like, oh, I didn't think I was going to get to do this again.
0: It's like uh, Bruce Campbell and Bubba Hotep of... I haven't seen my pecker that hard and two presidents.
1: <laughs> Corey goes to see Allison after and Lori comes home as him and Allison are inside. And she's watching as they go upstairs. Here's the thing. Michael must have followed Corey because Michael's also outside, but no action here.
0: No, like he's standing in the shadow, sees Lori and like walks away. And Lori kind of hears something. It also kind of makes a lot more sense now why Michael will be after Lori and that family. Because they've caused most of this.
1: So well, they like, okay, also, now we have
0: a reason to hate you.
1: Yeah, Michael's like, rightfully doesn't attack her right here. He's like, I'm not at the top of my game. Last time I fought her, I lost three fingers.
0: Yeah, and that was when I was at like the top of my game. I was still like... Giant monster, Michael. Now I'm all hunched over, like I've been breathing mold in all this time, so I have breathing problems.
1: Yeah. A day or so later, Lori meets the dad of the Jeremy at the bar and is talking to him. And basically, he's saying, "Just a little bit ago, I saw him. I thought I'd talk to him, maybe get some answers, some forgiveness, something like that. But I saw his eyes, and it wasn't Corey, the kid." The kid who was there when my son died was Corey. This was not. This was someone else. Uh, you know, basically a play on the those devil eyes speech.
0: Yeah, exactly. Andy, uh, the dad's like almost because the mom hates Corey and the dad was like, I wanted to give him the chance. My wife never gave him and be like, I know it's an accident. And but he pulls over. He's like, he just glared at me like a serial killer. So I drove away. <laughs>
1: Next, the Dr. Mathis, the only reason I remember this, because she says his name so many times, and Deb, Allison's friend, are at her, are at Doctor's house, and this is how Deb got the promotion over Allison.
0: Well, he's all, like, corny, because they go inside, and he's like, Alexa, play Kenny G! (laughs) Like...
1: But she goes uh, to go take a shower. She has a nice robe from him. Is there a doctor in the house? But she hears this noise outside. She's like, Dr. Mathis? She keeps hearing the noise. She goes out, and you just see Corey has, like, a plastic bag over his face, has him on the ground and stabbing into him as he's wearing the scarecrow mask, mind you. Because he thinks he needs a mask because Michael showed him how to do it.
0: This is the scene that I thought that Allison might be the killer, but then, of course, we find out it's Corey. Also, the Doctor must be extremely rich, because he has those lights. When the lights are off, there's no noise, and it's noise dampening. But when you turn the lights back on, the noise is all in stereo, and you can hear the stabbing. <laughs> but it, this is where it just kind of like makes me laugh a little bit, because it's uh, Corey going, in, like, going crazy on the Doctor's neck with the um, corkscrew. And then he looks up, and he's in the stupid scarecrow mask.
1: Yeah, and he goes after Deb, and she shuts the door on his hand. He yells and jumps back. She gets the door shut, which also lets me know, you're no Michael, you fucking amateur. No,
0: No, exactly. Michael would have let his hand get uh, shut in the door and then, like, pried it open.
1: Yeah, just muscled his way in there. Yeah, But it doesn't matter, because Michael was in the house and gets her and does the classic stabs her to the wall.
0: Well, and right before he does it he looks over at Corey and then he does he stabs him. also for some reason, Corey keeps unwrapping the cut on his hand and like fucking with it and he puts it up against the glass and is looking all evil. I'm like, what's that about?
1: Wait a second. does Michael only get three kills in this movie, and one of them is with an assist from Corey?
0: Yeah, he doesn't get many.
1: Oh, okay, that that's all. He yeah. just went down a rating. Okay. Uh, yeah. Corey well, and are Michael. He's
0: hobbled, you know.
1: He's been old man Michael for the last two movies.
0: But he was taken care of in a mental hospital for decades. So he was, ext- he was well fed. He was at the, you know, they're not going to let him get sick. So he's very healthy. You know, he gets outdoor time. Now he's living in a sewer.
1: Yeah, that's true. I guess so. But anyway, next is Allison and Corey hanging out on top of the radio station, like, just being romantic, I guess. They hop down, and DJ Willie, the kid's like, hey, what are you doing out there? Comes out and goes, oh, you! Like, talking about how Corey's a murderer or everything, and then sees Allison, like, oh, I know all about the Lori Strode story. She picked on a boy with brain damage until he snapped, so he doesn't know the story, but is just being an (sighs) asshole to both of them. And he goes back in, and Allison's like, I'm with you, let's burn this whole town to the ground. I don't want to be in Haddonfield anymore, I want to be with you.
0: Well, they're sitting on top of the radio station, and all they're saying is, like, cliches of, like, yeah, I want to burn the town to the ground. Uh, When I was alone, I used to come up here, because I saw the tower, and it's like a beacon to me. Like, blah, 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 I love you, even though we've known each other for less than a week.
1: Yeah, and then, Brett, I'm pleased to say... Date card, October 31st.
0: Yes. Although
1: I will say, this is one of the least halloween Halloween movies that there is.
0: Yeah, there's some stuff at the very beginning with the trick-or-treaters, but that's from 2019. We see that Lori has a couple jack-o'-lanterns and she's decorated, but still, once again, it's like almost the bare minimum kind of thing for this Halloween of, say what you will, about, you know, four and five and six they still really feel like Halloween movies. Like there's the Halloween parties. They're going trick or treating. Oh, let's go pick out our costume. Rachel, like Dean, (laughs) huh? Um,
1: Corey wakes up in the house where the accident occurred and Lori is there. And basically it's a, you can't have her stay the fuck away from her deal.
0: He's doing the creepiest thing that you can do, is he's not only sleeping in the house that he murdered the kid in, he's sleeping on top of the blood puddle.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Why? It's not like you love that kill, like, oh, that's my first, like, I really wanted to kill that kid, and I did it, and whatnot, like...
1: Maybe now it is, though.
0: Maybe, but... But it
1: ends with the line, if I can't have her, no one will, as Lori slips out the window. And I think he was going to attack her here, because he grabs the fire poker, but she's gone.
0: Well, this is another thing. Do you think Lori was actually there, or was that in his mind?
1: Uh, I think she was there, because that line comes up again later.
0: Yeah, it does. That's true.
1: And she does tell, like, Allison I talked to her, because I know, and stuff like that. That's right. But he calls Allison and says, your grandmother tried to kill me, and... So he has a plan now.
0: Allison, your grandmother, she tried to kill me. We need to burn it tonight. (laughs) Like, he's doing this weird, like, whisper thing into the phone for no reason. Where are you? Like, are you hiding in your room? (laughs) I don't know. I'm evil now.
1: (laughs) Dude, this part... Corey goes back into the sewer and just wrestles Michael. You're just a man in a Halloween mask. And now so am I. And takes his mask and leaves. And poor Michael. I feel bad for this monster killer man just beaten down as this punk kid comes in and basically does a mugging to him.
0: Corey goes into the sewer and Michael's just standing. He's like in standby mode in the corner and Corey like tackles him. They almost do like a comical thing because we're shot through the pipe. So like the screen gets cut off of them just wrestling back and forth across the screen.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You only see it from outside the pipe looking in. Yeah. But he, he scratches psycho into the hood of the marching band bully's car And they go off after him, and he leads them to the junkyard. Also, during this point, I'll just gloss over this real quick, because Lori is trying to stop Allison from leaving, and she says she saw the same evil in his eyes that she saw in Michael's eyes, and Allison isn't having any of it. Right. But the bullies follow him to the junkyard, and the stepdad is at the junkyard, I guess just, like, (laughs) so they have a man there, just watching action movies in the, like, building part of it, eating spaghetti.
0: How much of it is he's has to be there, or he wants to be away from, like, his, like, insane wife who, like, open-mouth kisses their son.
1: (laughs) Probably a little of both.
0: Well, yeah, he's sitting there watching, like, this extreme action movie, like you said, Eating Spaghetti. He's having a great time. He's got, like, the Playboy calendar in the background.
1: (laughs) Dude, I mean, I've worked a lot of manual labor jobs. It's accurate. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's right. But... (laughs) The bullies can't find Corey, but they find his bike, so they have an idea. Let's chain the bike to the back of the LeBaron and drag it until there's nothing left. And so they start chaining it to the car, and they're like, Okay, go! Go! To the driver. The leader one goes up to the driver, but he's been stabbed in the eye with like a railroad spike or something. No,
0: he was stabbed by his drumstick.
1: Oh, shit! Okay.
0: Yeah, I did catch that. Of Because he's the one that's been playing with the drumstick this whole movie. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. in his eye. <laughs>
1: He's dead, and the girls start running towards the fence. One gets over, the other, like, just gets over as he takes the junkyard, a tow truck, and smashes through the fence. I thought she was dead, but no, just pinning her underneath of it for now.
0: Which is cool, where she's uh, on the other side of the fence and screaming, and she gets run over by the tow truck. Also, I believe this is going to be a nod to Halloween 4, when Michael and Loomis are fighting in the... uh gas station thing and michael takes off the tow truck and uh the building explodes and loomis does the action jump away from it
1: <laughs> i love it dude I, I like four a lot but yeah uh Corey gets out with a pipe wrench and off screen bludgeons the other girl who made it over the fence first
0: which is honestly kind of a, like even the Corey is michael stuff i don't hate it's pretty cool looking
1: i don't know but i'll tell you what he does get he does get my favorite kill
0: I was gonna say because he, um, well, the stepdad goes running out.
1: Well, because the leader went in and got him, and like there's someone out there killing us. He gives the the bully kid a gun, and he also has one. He goes, "It's loaded. Be, stay here." He goes out, and he realizes it's Corey. Like, and he turns around right as the bully kid's about to shoot Corey and get shot in the head by him. And then right then, the bully kid runs up to Corey, gets beaten down. With the pipe wrench, and then holy shit, Brett.
0: This is the other scene I was saying, you know, like when Corey popped up behind Lori. Like, he's standing behind a stepdad. The stepdad gets shot and falls over. Corey was there, now he's gone immediately. Yeah, that that only works
1: for the camera, not in real life.
0: Right. But yeah, the uh, head asshole band guy goes running up and is trying to save the girl under the gate. And she's like, you're already dead. And then, like, does he hit him?
1: Yeah, he hits him with the the pipe wrench first.
0: And then he brings, and this was set up earlier, he brings out the blowtorch. It's like one of those giant, it's like has the huge tank, and it's like a welding torch. And he's he's welding his mouth, and you can hear his teeth hissing.
1: It's so cool. I love this. I won't lie, I thought he was gonna, when he first got the torch, I thought he was gonna heat up the fence the girl was trapped under.
0: Oh, yeah, that would've been fucked up, too.
1: But no, he just, like, blowtorches the inside of this kid's mouth, who's just knocked out at this time, but that's probably my favorite kill in the movie.
0: It is pretty awesome.
1: And then he takes off in the tow truck, squishing the girl who's trapped under the fence.
0: Well, doesn't he, no, he, I think. Does he walk up and squish her head, or does he run He walks
1: over? on it, but painful. That doesn't kill her. And then when he okay. drives over, you get the splat and everything. Then next, he goes home and kills his mom, kind of like the original Michael POV shot of him getting the knife out of the kitchen and everything. Not much to it, but that's it.
0: Yeah, the mom's, like, knitting something or something like that, and she's watching a cooking show. Because she's something, to, Um, I forget what's the... Uh, stepdad's name is but it's like roy you know, i got dinner in the oven
1: yeah he gets her and then next he goes to the radio station we knew this guy was yes. getting the axe by the end of it but holy shit we get a cameo from darcy the mail girl well
0: when she shows up because she's the receptionist and because uh Corey michael walks in because now Corey's wearing the michael mask um it's like michael but a foot shorter and yes. he goes walking in, and Darcy looks up and says, like, Can I help you? Because she's making paper mache ghosts. And I was just like, Holy shit, I'm so happy for her that she got to be in this.
1: Yeah, she did have a longer scene that was cut, but said will be included with the extras, like where she was killed oh, and everything. Cool. But you see her being killed in the background as the Willie the Kid starts playing Teenage Werewolf by the Cramps.
0: Oh, yeah. Another favorite band of mine the fact that this has dead kennedy's and the cramps in it for me how definitely helps the movie and in, in my uh, ratings
1: i'm glad you brought that up because i won't lie i think it kind of hurts it for me to be honest why only for this reason nothing against the song choice because if you're gonna have like songs perfect yeah i felt like the score was way cut back in this one compared to. oh and- yeah My favorite... So one of my favorite things about this new trilogy has been the Carpenter scores.
0: Well, like, I remember in 2018, there's the one, it's like the Allison Chase scene score. Yeah, the the shape "Ah." hunts Allison. Yeah. Yes. I remember that score. Like, that specific scene score, because I love it so much. Yeah, this one wasn't so memorable.
1: Yeah, and then it Kills, there was the track that was called Unkillable, right when he puts his mask on before the giant brawl and everything. Like, the scores were so good. And what was here... Mainly the funeral one at the end was good, but I felt like we got less of it in this movie.
0: Yeah, it definitely seems that way.
1: Then he just bludgeons the hell out of Willie the Kid slamming his head into the turntable and everything.
0: Yeah, which is really because he like sees the shadow behind him and is like, What the fuck? And then he does he like slams his mouth off the uh uh table the turntables on because this radio station is still using records. There's some that
1: still try to do that, like hipster stations and stuff.
0: But it's cool because the record's skipping every time they hit him, his head off the table, and then he's like sitting there, like all the, you see, like his teeth fall out. Oh, his face is just mangled. He cuts his tongue off. The tongue lands on the record and now is skipping over the needle. Then, because cut to Allison is driving to the diner and is listening to the radio station and turns it off because it's skipping. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Pretty much back at Lori's house. She tries calling Allison. She doesn't answer, but she's at the diner. So then she walks upstairs when she's drinking. She calls the police. She says, I'd like to report a suicide, and gives her address. Takes off her cross necklace, shuts the door, and then you hear a gunshot and a splat. I'm like, oh, shit. Lori Strode just killed herself. Yeah. But then, POV, you see the door open, and as Laurie Lori standing there with a the gun pointed at him. You really think I'd kill myself or blast them a bunch of times in the chest? And she shot the jack lantern which is how you get the splat sound and everything like that. Well thought out.
0: Yeah, and at first I was like, holy shit, because you have no idea. At this point in the movie, anything could happen. Like, they've completely... Uh, Gone off the, the rails. Sl- ...wiped the slate of anything I thought would happen. So, Lori kills herself? Sure. But does she do this every single year? thinking that he might show up again.
1: Maybe. Maybe that's always her backup plan if needed.
0: It's Halloween. Lori's going to call in a suicide attempt.
1: <laughs> but I, well, I mean, I think she already knew he was in the house at that point.
0: Okay. But yeah, he uh, she shoots Corey like twice in the shoulder and he falls down like the stairs, like through the banister and hits the floor and you hear him groaning and stuff. So, you know, Lori immediately is like, that's not Michael. Yeah, it she realizes noise.
1: Corey pretty instantly and shoots the rest of the ammo out and is like, you want to kill me? Kill me. I feel like you have an advantage here, Laurie, after you just pumped him full of lead, but okay. But then he goes, you hear Allison pulling in outside because you hear her rattling tailpipe. Yeah. And he laughs because Laurie's all like, she's going to see exactly who you are now. And he goes... I said, if I can't have her, no one will. And just stabs himself in the throat and falls over right as Allison walks in and Laurie's standing in there with the knife after she pulls it out.
0: Yeah, because she pulls the knife out and it's like, you fucking asshole, basically. And then, of course, Allison walks through the door. Uh, Laurie's holding the knife over his body. It's almost like he's recreating what happened to him at the very beginning of, I'm going to frame you.
1: Exactly. Allison's like, why? And runs out and... Pretty much right then Lori's sitting there like distraught over what happens because his plan seems to have worked and you see a hand reach out and grab the mask. Michael followed him here.
0: Yeah, he Michael grabs the mask and is about to grab the butcher knife, but Corey's like, no, like, fuck you, for some reason, and grabs his hand. And then Michael just finishes Corey off. And Lori's like, oh shit.
1: That's the most satisfying moment in this movie is Michael killing Corey. Yeah, I liked it. Also, outside of this point, Allison's driving away but sees the radio station on fire. I think she's pieced it together here. And then she gets a call from Hawk, and she's like, there's just a call for a suicide at Lori's house. Is everything okay? She drops the phone, turns around back. But she's a while away at this point. Right. And then, here we go. Oh, The fight of the century is on, this- the final showdown.
0: What you've been waiting the entire movie for? What we've been waiting since Halloween Kills for? Of it's Michael versus Laurie, the final showdown. How will this one end?
1: No joke. Michael grabs his mask. Like I said, I think there's like 21 minutes left on the runtime, and yeah. this is the only section I care for.
0: <laughs> well, it's cool because um, they set up a thing where like they make explosive foods for something Their the microwave. overpowered
1: and like, yeah, it doesn't work well. So she puts food in the microwave and hides in the closet. Michael's about to open the closet. She's in right when like the food pops in the microwave
0: and it like distracts him for a second. And she grabs the fire extinguisher and like bangs him over the head with it. Um, there's some slashes and stuff. Michael like pins her against the, um, island, like, table thing in the middle of the kitchen.
1: Yeah, and the score right here is great. This is one of those moments where we get a really good one. Yeah. During this fight. Uh, The garbage disposal gets turned on. Lori's hands about to go on, but she gets out, stabs him in the face with a knitting needle again, I believe.
0: Yes. She grabs her knitting needle.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and she gets it in her face this time, too. It's a wild fight.
0: Yeah, Michael was, like, stabbing it into her ear, but then she fights back. She's the, like most badass old woman there's ever been
1: (laughs) it ends with michael falling onto like the kitchen island thing and she basically crucifies him to the table stabs a knife through his hand he reaches for something with his other hand stabs another knife through that knocks her refrigerator down on top of his leg so he's stuck there
0: it's great because Michael's hand is right there and it's the hand with the three fingers. So this is the super fucked up hand. And she yeah. stabs that one and he's still like trying to reach for her and stuff. And Lori gets into the knife drawer and gets a giant butcher knife and stabs Michael in the chest. And because she's like gets on top of him and is like leaning on his other arm and stabs him. And then Michael sets up, and which like propels Laurie off of him in the knife. That's when she uh, takes the knife and stabs his other hand, and like you said, like crucifies him basically to this island. Pushes the fridge on top of him. Takes out another butcher knife she has, and is like showing Michael his own reflection in the blade. It's basically, like you're fucked. Like I'm the killer now. You're the helpless one. And she takes off his mask and. The awesome scarring they did on him and stuff, because there's scarring, there's, like, calluses, there's, like, off-colored skin. Like, there's just little tufts of hair where it doesn't grow right anymore.
1: Yeah, and look, it's James Jude Courtney playing the shape here. Unrecognizable, though.
0: Oh, yeah, the amount, like, you think about the first movie, they do, like, a little bit of eye makeup where, like, his eyes fucked up. Now to this one of, how many hours do I have to sit in this chair now? I'm wearing a mask. God damn it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But she's like, I ran from you. I tried to forgive you. I tried to prepare for you. But now you're just a man who's about to stop breathing after she takes his mask off. And she slits his throat, like, really shallow, though. So he's gonna like, basically suffocate in his own blood and not be able to breathe, but it's gonna take a minute. But right then, he rips his hand through the knife, like in two, but reaches up and starts choking her. I've always subscribed to that theory that Michael's a person who just doesn't feel pain.
0: Yeah, because there are people like that.
1: Yeah, extremely rare, but I believe Michael's one of them. But reaches up starts choking her, and she goes, do it. But right then, Allison runs in, saves her, and I'm not going to let you do this.
0: It's such a great build-up, because it's like... Do it, and it kicks into the Halloween theme. And you see from like the first movie all the way through kills, like all of the stuff that's happened between them. And then you it cuts to where Allison saved her in the first movie, where Allison comes back and saves her again, And the awesome way where she he grabs Michael's arm off of Laurie's throat and breaks it. Where it's just like you hear <laughs> like like,
1: <laughs> and then Laurie with Allison being back is like refound her purpose, I guess, and slits his wrist, like, down the arm, which yeah, is like a killing blow, and kills Michael right as the police arrive, and they're like, what do we do? And you hear some cops going, we can't do this, that's not right, and the sheriff oh. who we were not a fan of in the last movie, oh. but makes the decision here, shows up, he goes, Time for Haddonfield to start healing as they strap him down, Brett, to the top of a police car to have a corpse parade.
0: Because all the police break into Lori's house, and Lori's like, Michael's dead. And Allison's like, not dead enough. But yeah, the new cops are like, this isn't how things are done. And Hawkins is like, it is tonight. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, like, all the ones who've been there for a bit are like, no, this is what we're doing. But, and I yeah. guess they basically ride them around town for a little bit to let a parade form around them and follow them to the junkyard. Everyone's coming out to see the
0: boogeyman, like, put to rest. It is just so weird of, like, because you see, like, there's this huge procession behind them. There's people with their phones out. It almost becomes a fair out of nowhere. And like, a they, very
1: somber, sad, like, melancholy fair, yes.
0: And they drive to the junkyard, and they they do the great thing of it's the whole overhead shot of the grinder, and they flick the light on, and you're like, holy shit, they're not going to do this. Michael's going to wake up at the last second and throw Lori into the grinder, or he's going to be getting sucked into the grinder and grab her and bring her with him. But they load him up onto the front, and Laurie pushes him in, and they make ground beef out of Michael.
1: Yeah, and you see it spin around, and you see him go in. I, I'm a sucker for watching those, too. I just like watching like things go into those. Um, the whole town's there. Well, they crowd surfed his body up to the yes. grinder. Uh, We saw the lady who was stabbed with the light bulb. We saw Julie, and we saw a yes. couple of our survivors from before. So it was nice to see here. And yeah, they the whole town puts them in, and Haddonfield has killed Michael Myers.
0: Yeah, and it's like even the next day they're talking about there was a, you know, last night Michael Myers died after being missing for four years, and da-da-da. They didn't talk about the meat grinder part.
1: <laughs> no, but I'm sure that, but what are they going to do? It already happened. they are not going to charge the entire town.
0: No. It is, And also, Michael gets put into the grinder, and we see everything. We see where his legs get folded up to where his feet are right by his head, and then we also see his head get completely crushed, and then we just see the bits of him that are now stuck to the grinder. Yes. When me and Brandon talked about it right afterwards, and uh, we send blanket videos back and forth to each other sometimes from Red Letter Media, and you know, it was like... Uh, what's Michael going to do? Come back as a hamburger next movie? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but at this point, Lori finishes her book. Her and Alice are living happily again. Goes outside. Hawkins has brought flowers and vegetables to her. The closing line in her book is, evil doesn't die. It changes shape. They're going to go see the cherry blossoms together. And then you just get these shots of her
0: house. I'm like,
1: what's the point of this? Until the very last shot, you see on her living room, like coffee table, she has the mask.
0: Yeah, Lori kept the mask, and then it cuts into Don't Feel the Reaper.
1: Oh, I loved that. That was such a brilliant touch. So, in yeah. my head, one, I like that Lori got the mask. I feel like she's earned yeah. it.
0: She needs that, yes.
1: Yeah, and then cutting into Don't Fear the Reaper lets me know, like, you guys understand the source material enough. Because I don't like, even going into this, I'm like, Man, I hope they play that for the closing credits, because I was yeah. thinking how they used ghosts in Halloween Kills, which I loved, I'm like, I feel like oh, yeah. with it Ends, it should be Don't Fear the Reaper at the end, just pay, paying homage to the original and everything.
0: Yeah, it makes sense, and I loved it. It is a cool shot. It's like, how many times, like, we like to talk about the cut to credit scene. It is a cool, like, cut-to-credits thing.
1: Yeah, and then that's Halloween Ends, and boy did it end.
0: Halloween ends, pops up in the blue font and everything, and then it just, Halloween drops off, it just ends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I did, watch all of, I did watch all of the credits just to see, and there's no after-credit scene.
1: I fast-forwarded through them just in case.
0: Well, the first time I was sitting there in such uh, such shock, I was like, I couldn't move to turn off the things. <laughs>
1: But you know what? I I'd be it'd be weird if they did because uh, post credits typically means something new is coming. You well, know what I
0: mean? I think they could still they I think they still kind of set up sequels of Had Field is evil and it's almost an anthology thing now that Carpenter Bullshit. wanted.
1: I don't fucking want it. No. Nope, nope, nope.
0: <laughs> We're like so there's a new person because Michael's mask is still around. There could be another Corey that steals it.
1: I'd be fine if you made something that's called Haddonfield, but left yes. all of these characters out. Their story has wrapped up now.
0: Oh no, not That's why I could still see Lori coming back and like, oh, there's another one. <laughs> oh, my God,
1: dude. <laughs> By the end of it, she's going to be like Michael Myers in the sewer pipe. Let this poor yeah. woman
0: rest. Yeah, really. Let her go see the cherry blossoms with her yes. like old man boyfriend.
1: <laughs> all right. Uh, I mean, I'm sure we'll still be talking, but you want to get into Count of the Dead?
0: Yeah, it's gonna the Count of the Dead. Ah uh, ah uh, ah. Uh.
1: Alright, the throg with Horror Count of the Dead tallies up all the deaths in the movie. Brett, where do you think we got with Halloween ends?
0: If I counted right, I think there are seventeen.
1: There are seventeen? You almost counted right. There are eighteen.
0: Oh, who's in th- okay.
1: I don't know which one you're missing. What are no, you no, I don't either. To? <laughs> okay. All right.
0: That's great. Count of the Dead! Uh, Ah, ah, (laughs) ah. Now we're getting into my ratings from Dimension Z. (laughs) Oh, so so basically I'll take something from the movie and I'll rate the movie 1 through 10, 1 being the worst and 10 being the best. Now come up with that thing right now. Scary Halloween Masks. Okay. Number one is (laughs) Cory's stupid scarecrow mask in this movie. I fucking hated it so much. It's so stupid looking. Agreed. A number 10 scary mask is how fucked up Michael's mask looks in this movie. Look how scary it is. It's all deformed. It's burnt. Like, it has a history behind it. It's not a Dollar Tree Scarecrow mask. Allison picked a horrible mask. Yes. Because even earlier in the movie, when they're at the bar drinking and Corey's still trying to hide himself under the mask, he has to lift it up every time he takes a drink.
1: Yes, it is bothersome.
0: This i've watched this four times now every time i've watched it i've come out of it thinking something else
1: you Um, know what's tricky about it is like i said they stick the ending you know what they do like for real like that fight the ending the don't fear the reaper having the mask the town everything they stick the ending brett if i was on a plane ride though and the plane like shook What I took off all my luggage fell at one point the little oxygen mask things came out like everything there's was a crying baby next to me like someone <laughs> farted in my face walking back like, that, but, but they landed the plane well that was still a bad plane ride
0: yeah and I didn't even hate all the Corey stuff some of it I liked others was a misstep the fact that Michael didn't show up for so long also kind of perturbed me <laughs> I'm going to give this six and a half masks out of ten. It's not the worst Halloween movie of the franchise, in my opinion. It's also nowhere near the best. I would still put even like part six above this.
1: I can see that. I I went a little lower. I think my plane ride analogy describes it best. So for masks, I'm going to give it four masks out of ten. Okay. I almost went three and a half, but it's a little better. <laughs> there were parts I liked. There's just a couple things that saved it from being lower. Yeah, I'm going to give it four masks out of ten. I'll stick with that.
0: You know what I want to do, and I'm going to do it before October is over, is I'm going to watch all four of them. The original, and then 2018 through ends. Like in one I've already setting. started.
1: <laughs> oh, not in one sitting, but I'm doing it in order.
0: I want to get up like get up in the morning, the first thing I do is put it, put on the first one and just go through all of them to see how that feels.
1: Well, let me know what day you do. Maybe I'll wake up early, come watch all of them. That'd be fun. Yeah,
0: but, but boy, Halloween sure ended. Oh my god. They put a fucking period, on that fucking Halloween ends. Michael is not coming back unless he's a possessed cheeseburger. Is this going to be, like, what's-his-name in Poultry Geist?
1: I was going to make a Poultry Geist joke, (laughs) which you can hear coming up very soon, because Halloween might have ended, but we have not. It's still going on all month.
0: Do you think we get another one next year? Another Halloween movie? No. You think they wait a year or
1: two? I honestly think they wait Five, I'd say. That's my guess. I'm giving it five years till they reboot it again.
0: I don't know. I'll give them a year. I could see next year if they take off. But how good this one's doing, we're not done.
1: I think the idea here will be, look how well we did with this. Let's move on to the other classic slasher franchises. I think they'll do this. It appears the Friday the 13th battle is done. New Line posted that cryptic thing. So I'm betting like all the Halloween energy gets moved into like a Friday the thirteenth energy or something like that. Which I would That'd have, be amazing. You know what I mean? So I think the idea isn't necessarily just Halloween, but the classic slasher franchise is more
0: than just Michael Myers, you get what I mean? So you're giving it five years until we see another Halloween.
1: Yeah, I'd say five or more, but I'm giving it at least five.
0: I'm gonna say they i am I'm gonna even say they skip next year. The year after that we get something.
1: Okay. I will be excited to prove you wrong next year.
0: Is it a show? Or are they doing another fucking stupid video game instead of making a movie? Fucking killer no, clown. No,
1: clarify clarify for me by something. I'm they sure do. something Halloween will release. There will yeah. be a t-shirt or something. That doesn't count, oh, no. right?
0: No, okay. I That's mean like sure. a video game, a show, a movie, something. Okay, all right. But I could go on and on about this movie, but we're already, <laughs> we're at like Halloween kills length. <laughs> yeah, we
1: got to cut this thing down.
0: Yeah, but we hope that you enjoyed Halloween Ends and our review on it. Did you love it? Did you hate us? Let us know on Twitter. Um, and we hope that Halloween Ends has left your brain throbbing with horror.
1: Oh, hey, didn't see you there. Well, that was a fun episode, wasn't it? Be sure you tune in next week for another fun episode and be sure to check out all our social medias. Just look for the throbbing with horror pumpkin. I hear the guy that runs them is really great.